0: I don't know that it's necessarily allowed me personal freedom as much as it has converged with an idea of, say, string theory.
1: Welcome to Hedonist, the five part series about the sex party revolution. I'm Grant Irving. We generally think of the sexual revolution as in the past, something that lived and died in the 70s. But this is a story about people looking to ignite a new revolution. I know, sex is everywhere. It sells us everything. That's part of the legacy of the 70s. But right now, people are getting together to discover what free love means in 2018. Yeah, it sounds lofty and complicated and it is. And like all movements, people faction off, they infight, but the community members, they find new homes, they create new lives. And this is a story we're telling. But before we get into it, this is a podcast. So here's a word from our sponsors. Hedonist is sponsored by Zero Spaces. Recently, I talked to Zero Spaces founder, Stoya, about problems she sees in porn and culture that led her to start Zero Spaces.
2: Problem one, porn has become anonymous. If you type porn into Google, the first thing you're going to see is a lot of free tube sites. And as a way of making it harder for content creators to get their intellectual property removed, they actively don't attribute credit. So they don't say who directed it, what the name of the movie is, who the performers are. and especially with the more amateur-looking pornography. You have no idea of telling, was this professionally produced? Is this someone's private sex tape? Is this something that maybe one of the people involved doesn't want out there? Like, You have no clue. Zero Spaces makes it really easy. Let's see, if you're looking at a piece of content, you can click on the creator's name And then click again on one of the links, and so you're two clicks away from their social media presence, their website, or their clip store for their own pornographic work. Hey,
1: you did that in under a minute.
2: (gasps) Fuck yes! (laughs) That's zerospaces.com. One issue is
1: $25. Individual components are available for $3 to $5. Buy the whole issue. Get off, then read something really smart and feel good about yourself all day. That's zerospaces.com. Zerospaces.com, engineered for exploration. Hedonist is also supported by FIELD. Founded in London in 2014, FIELD is a dating platform for open-minded couples and singles. For more information and to sign up for FIELD, visit field.co. That's feel dot C-O. FIELD, a space where the curious and open-minded can come together. For more information and to sign up for Field, visit feeld.co. Field, the dating app for open-minded couples and singles, available on the App Store and the Play Store.
0: There are multiple universes that can coexist and have different experiences that don't influence each other and don't contradict each other. Okay, we can talk about gender as being on a spectrum. We can talk about sexuality as being on a spectrum. Like, what else could be on a spectrum? Um, Is identity, is personality, is nationhood, is race? Like, which of these things, like, what is a spectrum? What is the difference between self and other? There's an arbitrariness to what we consider otherness. So does that allow me personal freedom? (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess it does. Only in that I realize that I can draw my own lines around what I consider to be acceptable and not acceptable.
1: The audio file for the voice you're hearing is labeled professional woman. She came by after work from the type of job that wasn't a job 10 years ago, the kind of career that only exists in big cities. I made us drinks, and we talked about probiotics. We talked about how much she enjoys wearing heels all day, She showed me pictures of her kids, and that's about as much as she feels comfortable being described because she came over to talk about her open marriage. I met the professional woman at a sex party, this person's party.
3: We are sitting in my my magical underground speakeasy. It's called Gemini and Scorpio Loft. I feel like when you think of underground party loft spaces like the sort of thing you see on tv that's like oh this is that underground new york lifestyle this is what you picture except it doesn't exist anymore hi i am miss scorpio i run house of scorpio which are sexy makeout and play parties and occasional classes and other sex positive events i've been doing that for seven years and for 15 years i've been doing gemini and scorpio which are themed immersive costume parties with live entertainment I was born in Odessa, Ukraine, back in the USSR still, and I moved here just two weeks before it all fell fell apart. So we have passports to a country that didn't exist anymore as soon as we got to America. We were Jewish living in a Soviet state. That put us in a particular category of people. So So it wasn't so much the soul searching that a lot of American kids experience, whereas for me, this identity setting stuff happened a lot earlier. Because really, from birth, you know that you are different and you have to carve your own place in the world.
1: Switching from different cultures, being othered for being Jewish, these things taught Miss Scorpio how to work and how to plan. But I think it instilled something else, that the rules of reality can change. That like string theory, like a spectrum of identity, you can go to a new place and the possibilities are different. Norms are malleable. Yeah, I know. This is heady stuff. The people here, they're trying to make something that hasn't been done before, so they tend to be a philosophical bunch. They're pulling from these underlying theories, like one that's central to Miss Scorpio. She told me to check out Bay's semi-autonomous zone.
3: I highly recommend it to anybody who is um, contemplating these spaces, whether it's Burning Man or Renfair or a sex party to me, all of them have a unifying principle. And it's that within this space, when we go beyond this demarcation, we have all agreed to this zone being free of societal norms. This is the place where we decide what is acceptable and what is okay. It's this combination of freedom and responsibility, and making your own space in the world, setting your own rules.
1: These zones can be entryways for people like the professional woman, giving an entryway to explore. So what I see all the time are couples who come in
3: who are actively trying to alter the monogamy. There's a lot of fear associated with dismantling these societal standards. And the fear is actually more of an obstacle than the actual obstacles you face as a couple trying to open your relationship, for example. Oh, I'm going to feel insecure about my body. I'm going to feel insecure about my relationship. My partner will want that person more than they will want me. And we just don't go down the road of imagining how good it can be. I, of course, was terrified of just looking at
0: anybody or talking to anybody, but the people, they were so warm and friendly and cool and interesting. And it didn't necessarily feel like it was about sex as much as it was about pushing their own boundaries of comfort and, and shyness and um, even just societal expectations. So we decided that we were we were going to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, maybe, you know, make out with a couple. And we went upstairs, and it was just a sea of people in these beds. And it was like some crazy ancient orgy. Nobody's wearing clothes anymore, so you don't have any real signifiers of of time and, and era. And you just see this communal space that is welcoming and sweaty and sexy. And um, I always had this idea of myself that I am not the kind of person who would ever feel comfortable doing something like that. And so to have not only tested those boundaries, but reverse that judgment was liberating in a new way because maybe all of these assumptions that I've had about my limitations or my desires or the way I act, maybe those are all wrong. Uh, Maybe I could explore them.
1: And here's the thing. A lot of people enter these spaces looking to gently push their boundaries. But a lot of people find once some norms are broken that they have no idea where it might take them. And that's how Miss Scorpio's temporary autonomous space open up to a different life for the professional woman.
0: There's something that I liken to string theory, which I call swinger string theory, which is this idea that... Having relationships outside of your primary relationships gives you the ability to, for a moment or for many moments, explore a universe where you made different choices and ended up in different relationships and and lived a different life, a different style. And I feel like every single relationship that I have has its own cadence and rhythm and language and... Um, in many ways, it's like getting to live multiple lives in one lifetime. There's also something incredibly special about being somebody with somebody that you know and have trusted and seen for a long time and seeing them through the eyes of seeing them for the first time again. Women who are having crushes on them, women who are falling in love with him, women who are seeing him um, in a new way, and I get to see him act and text and be thoughtful and sweet in a way that I'm excited to remember he has in him. And it makes me fall in love with him again. What would happen if you started to explore that outside of the party scene? And what if you started to explore it when the night didn't end, but it was more of just kind of a continuing part of your life and something that you did together as a couple and then maybe something that you did separately and then where does it go and if it suddenly still continues to feel like a safe place you get to explore more and when it's really good it feels like falling out a window except that you know you land softly I mean in a lot of ways feeling emboldened but safe allows you to surprise yourself all the time in all sorts of different ways. And there are times when I surprise myself in disappointing ways. I surprise, I I, sometimes I am surprised at how easily I, I fall into patterns of wanting everyone to like me or, or wanting to be everybody's favorite or, um, patterns of looking for, I don't want to talk about that anymore. (laughs) And then there's the question of, well, aren't you afraid that your husband's going to fall in love with someone else? Um, And I don't know how to answer that. Am I? Mm, Sometimes. But I think that we both have this feeling that we have a really great relationship and partnership and life that we've built together. And could you possibly beat that with some other person that you find that you is better and smarter and funnier and wealthier and wittier, whatever, all of those things? Maybe, but also maybe not. And even if you did, even that would also potentially be at risk eventually of of changing or fading or losing out to someone else. So why would we need to leave what we have that's so good just to try to get something a little bit better? That just seems that that's what seems like it's playing with fire. That seems greedy and, and it's just not very smart.
1: I don't know. To me, she doesn't sound any more concerned about her relationship falling apart or being left than anyone else. But it's ironic. She and her husband, they convinced themselves to take a leap into a party because they wanted a good story. It was the nudge that they needed. But instead of creating one wild story, they made friends, learned about each other and about themselves. But the friends they have told, the ones that they said they were going for in the first place, they don't like caring about it. They do not like these stories.
0: It seems like it's playing with fire. It seems like it's dangerous. I think people are worried that we will inevitably split up as a result of this.
1: It's uncomfortable. It's threatening. So they don't talk about it anymore. And that's fine for them. They can quietly go to a place like House of Scorpio and have fun. And luckily, there are people like Miss Scorpio who are willing to take the risk and run a speakeasy, even though... She knows it seems like a dumb thing to do.
3: At times, it can seem really dumb to do what I do for a living. It's not lucrative, it's stressful, and it's, on the surface, stupid. I'm throwing parties for a living. Am I really going to be talking about this in 20 years? It's like, you know, I've done this contribution to the society.
1: But I think she does it, even though she doesn't like talking about throwing a party where people fuck is important. Because for some people... It is important. People who want to experience other versions of themselves have a place to go. Fantasies people dreamed about are actualized. People meet at her parties that now have kids. But she's not proselytizing. She's not trying to convince the professional woman's friends. She wants to make a refuge for weirdos, not change hearts and minds.
3: I want the counter-narrative, and I create the counter-narrative, but I'm not going to go sticking a flag in it not the Russian way to be
1: overtly politically
3: active. <laughs> you get killed for that shit.
1: <laughs> so that's one person and one party. And the reality is, there are other parties like this all over New York, But there are people who aren't just squeaking by, who aren't interested in flying under the radar. There are wealthy men who stop working day jobs to throw sex parties. And for them, it's not just about parties. Their goal is to change how relationships and sexuality are viewed by their culture at large. They are out to change hearts and minds. I set out to learn about the New York City sex party scene, specifically the scene that's welcoming to all genders, all sexual preferences, consent-focused, kink-friendly, and priced affordably for the middle class, whatever affordable and middle class means. The parties I was looking at cost between $40 to $150. I wanted to see who was involved and what they were getting out of it. And I got to learn a lot about that. But I also got to spend time with people who are out to change your heart and mind, who want you to consider Swinger String Theory and Autonomous Zones. My name is Grant Irving. This is part one of Hedoness. Hedoness is brought to you by Brickhouse Projects. Things get weird. I hope you stick around. Hedonist is produced by Alison Rogers, Billy Linker, and myself, Please check out our sponsors, Field, F-E-E, L-D, dot C-O, and ZeroSpaces.com. That's ZeroSpaces.com. Things get weird. I hope you stick around.